You're listening to the City Church Downtown Podcast. Here's Pastor Chad Purcell. Happy Mother's Day to all you tough, tough mamas. We, 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 we let you win. You win. We can't compete with that. You win. You are tougher than us. So thank you, moms. Now, the Bible has something to say about moms, too. I want to read probably what churches all around the world are reading today. There's like the Mom's Day Bible passage, and it says this from the book of Proverbs 31, 28. It says, her children stand up and call her blessed. Her husband also rises up and he praises her. Now, more than just read it, let's act this out today. So, sons and daughters, if your mom is with you in this room today, I want you to follow the scripture. Stand up. The scripture says, her children stand up. So, if your mom's here, stand up. Look your mom in the eye. Some of you guys, yeah, your kids are here. It's like, yeah, there it is. So, now let's do this. Repeat after me. Say, mom. Mom. You are a true blessing. You're a true blessing. blessing. Yes, sit down. (laughs) Now put the put the verse back up. Put the verse because the husbands might have been slow. Husbands, realize you got a second part of this. Now, now, husbands, if the woman who gave you children, if your wife is here, even if you don't have kids yet, if you've got a wife here, will you stand up and look her in the eye? Sweet, loving like they did when you proposed. It says, her husbands also rise up and he praises her. So husbands, repeat after me. Say, my wife, you are beautiful. Yes. Sit down, guys. Come on. Give her a kiss if you want. Let's see my wife. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's so beautiful. You might not even need to get a Mother's Day gift now. That was so good. And the mom said, oh, it wasn't that good. Now, I know, I know it's Mother's Day. I know t- I'm fully aware today is Mother's Day, but since I'm not a mother, can I talk about Father's Day? All the moms said no. But I got a microphone, so I'm going to do it anyway. I know it might sound selfish. I might just be making a point. Now, on my first Father's Day, I remember um, my wife gave me a beautiful son, Samuel. He's here. Thank you, Samuel, for being uh, my boy. And th- yeah, everybody clapping. But I remember on my very first Father's Day, my, my beautiful wife, April, she says, you know, on your first Father's Day, uh, I recognize you've been looking at this guitar for a long time. I want to get you this guitar that you've been wanting. And I was like, oh, no, honey, no. I just, I just want to be with you on this day. I want to be with you on this day. And you're laughing already because you can tell I'm full of it, right? <laughs> did I get the guitar? You bet I did. I picked it out. I played it all day. Family who? I got a guitar. Now, Next Father's Day, she's like, I realize you've been looking at this bike for a You want to get this bike? Yeah, I want to get the bike. So got the bike, spent all day on the bike. Another Father's Day, I got the big TV finally so I can see the Spurs and be able to read the score, you know, finally. Anybody still working on that old TV? I can't even read the score, honey. We got to get a bigger TV for the, Spur- for the Spurs. We got to do it. So yeah, another Father's Day, I got a big TV, spent all day watching what I want to watch. So you can recognize there's a pattern here. I love me some me. In my worst ways, I can get downright selfish. And I know I'm not alone in this because in your worst ways, you can get really selfish. And this selfishness is learned early in life. This selfishness is like a baby in a poopy diaper, right? The baby's in the diaper going, I know it stinks, but it's mine. So I'm, and it's warm. <laughs> and then the selfishness kind of goes on. We get our high school, middle school yearbooks, right? You're going to be getting some yearbooks pretty soon, those of you that are in school still. When you get your yearbook, what's the first thing you're going to look for? Pictures of yourself, you selfish people. (laughs) 
We can get downright selfish. We have eaten someone else's leftovers from the fridge. We drive how we want to drive. We think we always get the right away. We wake up and we check Facebook right away to see if we still have a reason to live. Because <laughs> we live for the applause. We live for the likes. We get jealous when someone else gets attention. We have believed that we can't help everyone, but at least we can help ourselves. And in our selfishness, we even refuse to forgive some people because we don't want to forgive. We want what we want, and what we want is like revenge. So we need some help in our, selfish, our selfishness. We need some help. Good news for us is that our help comes from the Lord. And the Lord has spoken clearly in his word, in his Bible. It, it has great words for us in our selfishness so that we can honor moms and embrace humility. Now, I'm going to look from the book of Philippians. The Apostle Paul wrote the book of Philippians about 2,000 years ago. And one thing I love about what we're going to read today in chapter 2 is it's just like my mama. It starts off his words and then it breaks into a song. So we got one of the earliest Christian hymns recorded ever in the book of Philippians. But before we get to the song, it starts off like this. Philippians 2, verse 3 through 4. It says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. That word selfish in the original Greek, this letter was written in Greek. The Greek word is erethia. Erethia basically means that you live for the applause. So do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Don't ever live for the applause of people, but rather in humility value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. Now, I think the reason this church is so packed today is because of the truth of this verse, because mothers just want what is best for you. On a, on a day when they could leverage their mom's status to get anything they want, what they want is for you to get into church. Mother's Day has the third highest attendance in church of the whole year. All right, you got Christmas, you got Easter. Those are huge. That's the birth and the resurrection of Christ and every red-blooded American knows you got to at least get to church on Christmas and Easter. But Mother's Day, why does Mother's Day have so much higher church attendance than Father's Day, right? Because moms just want to use their mom leverage for you for what is best for you. Recognize some of you got guilt tripped into being here. Well, I know it's okay. Mom said, mijo, I'm saving you a seat in church. And you <laughs> don't show up for tacos or anything later on if you didn't get yourself into some church. I know there was a guilt trip. That's okay. Mom just wants what's best for you. God's best for you. God's best that you would do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Value others above yourselves. This is humility. This is what moms want. And moms know all about embracing humility. They know all about valuing others. Right? The whole process of becoming a mom is an exercise in humility. Right? You grow a whole other person inside your being. There's expansion, and, and then your ankles swell, apparently, and your feet. And like your Moms, I know, you're looking at me going, you don't even know what you're talking about. You're a man. But I'm trying to speak for you because like, I know there's this, this process, and then like, um, you have sleepless nights and morning sickness, and then it all kind of culminates in this moment, and the delivery, and a, my water broke. <laughs> <laughs> are words that no man has ever had to say because women, you know about humility. You embrace humility just in the fact of becoming a mom. So moms, I want to speak on behalf of every man in the world and say thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank God for unselfish moms and abuelitas and teachers and strong mother figures in our lives because who else would carry around a purse the size of a duffel bag just for us? Some of you in here, you've already needed something from mom's purse just since you've been here. You need a pen, piece of gum, tissue, Bible, bolt cutters, whatever it is, it's in mom's purse. 
Right? In case of emergency, mom's purse can even be used as a flotation device, right? So give mom a back rub today. Give her a massage because she's carrying around 20 pounds of extra stuff in her duffel bag purse just in case, just for us. Who else would do something so unselfish like that for us? So you go, mom. You go, super moms. To all you unselfish moms who traded eyeliner for dark circles, you traded salon weekends for split ends, you traded long baths for, I think I can wait one more day. You traded hip-hop for kids' bop. You traded high-heeled pumps for breast milk pumps. You traded designer bags for diaper bags. And you would do it all over again and again and again because you're humble moms. Thank you, moms. Now, I want us to interact. There's one big church family here today. I want you to think about, and then we're going to answer this out loud to each other. What is one thing... Of the many things, what is one thing that your mom did is very unselfish. Your mom's so unselfish, something she did for you that you need to follow. You need to emulate, copy that in your life. So right now, look to someone near you and answer this question out loud. What is something unselfish about your mom that you need to follow? Right? On your mark, set, go. good. It's good. Let's get a few of these out loud. Somebody's got a voice that carries. This is your opportunity to use your outside voice inside church. Um, sacrifice. sacrifice. Yes. What else? Your mom. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Daniel. What else? She doesn't give up on you. Yes. <laughs> We're going to preach. What else about our moms? She loves you unconditionally. I heard ghost spurs over here. Did I hear ghost spurs? I thought I heard ghost bird. <laughs> yes. Compassion, forgiveness. Work ethic. Work ethic. Yes, I'm a hardworking moms. What'd you say, Cooper? Yes, our mama makes sure we have enough food. Yes, for sure. If depression part two kicked in right now, y'all are all invited to our house. We have enough homemade pickles and jam to last until Jesus comes. <laughs> Very true. Very true. What else? One more? Endless love. Endless love. love. Where do moms learn things like this? I want to speak on behalf of my mom. My mom will be in the last service because she's in her church right now, good old Baptist church, and she's singing the old hymns. And and for my mom, I want to follow her more. I want to follow her in her, her devout devotion to the Word of God. And, and prayer life. So today I'm teaching from my mom's Bible. This Bible cracks me up. Like, mom, can I borrow your Bible? She's like, which one? Um, well, one of the older ones. So I'm like, mama, it falls apart when you do the thing, man. <laughs> this is not any kind of decorative coffee table, dust-covered Bible. This is a well-worn, well-read Word of God. I'm thinking how many mornings I've seen my mom with her head in this Bible during breakfast, her heart in prayer, unselfishly, not just praying for herself, because in this Bible is a handwritten list of all the people that she's praying for. She's praying for me and my brother and our family. She's praying for this church. Like, that is unselfish. She's thinking of others before herself, and she's taking it all to the one that she's most dependent on. She's taking it all to God. So I'm so inspired by my mom, my mama's prayers. How many of you in here today, you know that you are alive and you have breath today because of a mama's prayers? All right, there were some yes. 
Your mama told you nothing good happens after midnight, but you are out after midnight and you should be dead, except your mama was praying for you. So when that car swerved just the other way instead of hitting you or that night you ended up in jail, but you're like all that, okay. Your mama was praying for you. Your abuelita was praying for you. That's the reason you're alive. There's power in those prayers. So thank you, God. God has given moms this true beauty, eternal beauty. It's their unselfishness, their willingness to sacrifice and help others. It's absolutely inspiring. Their unselfishness, it's a model for the rest of us to follow. So for me, I don't want to be like Mike. Honestly, I don't want to be like Mike. I want to be like my mama. I want to be like my mama because my mama wants to be like, isn't she gorgeous? She said, oh, I was like, I agree. She's beautiful. Always beautiful. I want to be like my mom because she wants to be like Jesus. And this is what we see. We almost strive to be like Jesus. And we see this when we keep reading in the book of Philippians. So from my mama's Bible, Philippians 2 verses 5 through 8, it says, in your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. And then here's where it breaks out into a song. If I knew the melody, I'd sing it, but we don't have that part, so I'm just going to read it with great vigor. This says it's about Christ. It says, Who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. So this is the truth. This this cross of Jesus Christ is seen most clearly through the lens of humility. When we look to the cross of Jesus Christ, we get a glimpse of how much he loves us. He loves us all the way to his cross. And the way of the cross of Christ, it leads to truth. It leads to life. We follow his lead and we follow his way. And then we realize that us living for the applause of people, that's a dead end road. It's incredibly unhealthy. That kind of selfishness where we just live for the applause of others, it's like a poison. It poisons the way we think. It poisons the way we move. But Christ in his humility, moves in power. And for our sake, Christ put some of his power temporarily on hold when he came to this earth that he so humbly created. He became a baby among us. Like, think about this. Think of how huge this is. Christ is one-third of the Holy Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, three in one. He's got that going on for him. He says, but I want to save some. I'm going to come into the world as a baby. So he gave up all that power at the right hand of the Father Almighty in heaven. He became one of us for our sake, became a slave, became humble, even obedient to death, death on a cross. So he had the power to speak galaxies into existence, but he leveraged that power for us on our behalf. Christ loves us that much. This reminds me of a story, and it's a little bit silly. But one day I saw my mom's power, and she leveraged it for me. I was in high school and we're sharing a burger at Sonic. And as we're sitting around at Sonic, one of those outside tables, right? And I order my cherry limeade slush because that's one of my favorites. And you know how bees just love that sweet smell and that red color. So about halfway through our meal, I realized I am just swarmed by dozens of bees. I'm barely moving. I'm not afraid of bees, but I just don't want to get stung. So I'm just kind of eating my burger very quietly, very still. But then like out of nowhere, like a ninja, my mama pulls out la chancla. <laughs> Wa-pow, wa-pow, pow, pow, pow. I'm like, mouth open, wise open. My mom has el poder. My mom has the power of la chancla. <laughs> There's dead bees all around. She just go back to eating her burger. 
Another bee would come back. I didn't know she had the power of La Chancla. You know why I didn't know? Because she never used it on me. But on that day, she chose to reveal her power like a ninja, a chancla ninja. She used her power on my behalf. I know it's a silly example, but it just makes me think of Jesus. I want to be like my mom because she wants to be like Jesus. She's going to leverage power for our sake. This is what Jesus does. He uses his power for us. Christ has the power over life, over death, over it all, but he uses his power for us. I don't think that on this side of eternity, we can even begin to comprehend what that power looks like, that power over the grave, and he speaks that power into us. The same power that raised Christ from the dead after three days in the grave, that same power, he can speak into your life to awaken the dead places and bring you back to life, that power for your sake. He never leveraged his power for his own sake. He never did a miracle just here and there as a teenager, go, I want to get what I want, my way. He's never said my way. He always said, Father, your will, your way be done. Think about this. Think about when Christ even performed his very first miracle. It was at a wedding. Who asked Christ to perform his very first miracle? Yes, he asked his mom, his mom Mary. Said, at the wedding, they ran out of wine. So he told the servants, just do whatever he says. So Jesus said, I want you to fill these basins with water. And as they filled them with water, he turned the water into wine. And they took the wine to the wedding guests. They're like, what is this? This is the best wine ever. At most weddings, they serve you the good stuff first. And then later on, when your senses are dulled, they pull out the wine in a box, you know, the cheap stuff. So this wedding, they pulled out the best wine last. They saved the best for last. There was another time when Jesus would speak about wine, and we know that he saved the best wine for last. And it was, it was before he was betrayed, and he went to the cross for us. He shared a meal with his boys, his disciples, those closest to him. And at the meal, he said, more than just sharing the meal, I'm sharing myself because I am the meal. And Christ took this bread, and he broke it, and he said, this is my body broken for you. So when you take this, you do this in remembrance of me. Remember my body broken for you. That is true humility, Right? And in the same way, Christ took the cup and he said, this cup of wine, this wine is my blood poured out for you for the forgiveness of sin. So when you take this, you remember me. Christ said, this blood is my wine. So Christ truly saves the best wine for last. So in a moment, we're going to share this meal together. And we, we serve communion here just simply by we take the bread and we dip it into the cup and we take it and we see that the Lord is good. And we got a big old family in here today and it's going to be all super crowded coming down these aisles and it's going to be good. So just be patient with each other as we come forward to receive communion together. And then, you know, if your mama taught you any real good manners, you know, you don't leave the table until mama says you're done. And mama says we're not done until we get to, to pray at the end and speak about giving and send out a blessing. So we're going to sing a song together. So don't leave just after communion, okay? We're going to come back in here in a moment. We've got three stations up here for communion. I know there's one in the cafe as well, and there's one in the back there too. So as we come, we taste, we see that the Lord is good. And the key ingredient for this meal is a heart filled with humility. So we come forward, we ask God, God, forgive us in the ways that we have failed you so that we can resonate with the rest of the song. And the last part of the song we found in Philippians, it says this about God. It says this about Jesus. 
says, therefore God exalted him to the highest place and he gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue acknowledge, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Let's pray. God, our Father, we love you, we thank you, we praise you. Where would we be without Christ? Where would we be without strong women in our lives who so faithfully followed in humility with, with power for our sake? Let us follow their example. Let us follow the steps of Christ, who is the way and the truth and the life. Thank you for this meal, how much it costs you, how much it means for us. So we celebrate your body, your blood, and we can't wait till we drink it anew with you and your kingdom and a great wedding feast. When Christ brings back his bride to himself, we will celebrate that feast. And until then, every meal like this, we do this in remembrance of you. Father, forgive us where we fail you. Help us to follow your steps. And we pray this in Christ Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. 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 Come and taste and see that the Lord is good. so much beauty in that meal together and all the meals we'll share and all the places we'll go and we'll celebrate our moms. I think our moms just wanted this meal most of all. Let's share a meal at the table of Christ. Let's remember how good he is. Let's taste and see that the Lord is good and let's remember. So because of his goodness and how good he is, we just, we want to be obedient. We want to serve. We want to give. I believe we're never more like Jesus than when we give. And so we're called to be faithful in our giving, faithful stewards of, of even a, a tithe. And a tithe is a what? A tenth. A tenth. Yeah, Doug has taught you so well in this. And we, we believe that in that tenth we bring back before God because it's all his anyway. We bring it to the storehouse. It is the church. And it's the first priority. It's the first fruits. As we give it, we give it faithfully. I pray that you guys will continue to be faithful. You guys have been so abundantly faithful. I'm so proud of, of what's happening in this city church campus downtown and that as you give. You can give three ways. You can give in person with the offering envelopes or in the giving kiosk or give online. We just want to make it uh, absolutely as easy as possible to be faithful in our giving. And before we give today, I want to to send you out with this blessing for all moms and all sons and daughters, children of God. May you go with great faith and hope and love and will you follow the way and the truth and the Christ, the life that is Christ and Christ and that humility is the path to life. So we walk in humility, go with Christ, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless y'all. Thanks for listening. For more information, visit citychurchdowntown.com.